As entrepreneurs, we know that content is queen. We've all heard that attention spans are now measured in seconds. I can certainly tell you that mine is. We also know that advertising is expensive, but it's also suspicious in our audience eyes, right? Think about it. When you Google something, do you look at what comes up first or do you jump to the results that are not quote unquote sponsored? We've all been told that we need to focus on the no like trust factors. We understand that content is pretty much an integral part of building a brand. If we want to grab attention, if we want to hold it, if we want that holy grail that stopping the scroll is, if we want to stand out above the noise, well, we have to create content and not just any content. We have to create content that matters and content that fosters connection, right? That helps our audience to learn, that shares emotional states with our audience. We have to create content that positions us as a go-to person for a certain subject. And we know this as entrepreneurs, it's called content marketing. And when it's combined with expertise, it takes you all the way to thought leadership. I'll talk about that on another podcast episode because it's important. And so it's really the space in which you want to play. And when you're someone like me, who's both chatty and <laughs> you know me, I'm prone to rabbit holes. So when you have both those elements, content becomes a playground. But how about you in your corporate role? The question is, why should you care about creating content? Why should you write thought-provoking posts on LinkedIn? Why should you consider blogging? Why should you maybe start a podcast? Why should you offer to teach or to mentor on a specific subject in your company? What can content do for your career? I believe there are two ways to look at your career. One is like it's a minefield, filled with devices put there by others, expectations, constraints, bias, pressure, glass ceilings, glass cliffs. Or the other is that it's a playing field and you can master the game with tools, mindset, support, communities, and a powerful stance that helps you own your story, take your place, and step into your power. While the former certainly is rooted in a lot of systemic realities, this podcast, it's about the latter. This podcast is about us, as women, doing our thing to make our career our very own playing field. Welcome to Speaking with Women. I'm your host, Vivishi Haile. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm the mom of one, a third culture kid, a career and personal branding advisor, and I am pretty obsessed with helping women step into their professional power. So I invite you to join me and let's step into our power together. This episode, it's going to be one long story, the story of Anna. I'm going to use Anna's story to illustrate why content is important even when you're in corporate. Who is Anna? Anna has a senior role in IT. She's a project manager and she's successfully delivered really large scale projects. She's been at this job in the IT industry for years, but she is a closeted fashion geek. And it's actually more than fashion. Anna loves beauty. She loves harmony. So she'll geek out about the way an intricately designed garment will fall on a person and what that says about them. 
She'll geek out about the way a beautiful space will create a specific experience for its user. In fact, she creates experiences like that for herself. Everything around her is harmonious and beautiful. Her eye for detail, which is what has made her so successful in her profession, is actually the superpower that she uses to add a detail here on an outfit or to change the setting in her home so that just a little tweak creates something extraordinary. Now, Anna has been nursing for years the dream of working in the fashion industry, but here's the thing. She doesn't actually want to change professions. She doesn't want to stop working in IT. She wants to deliver technology projects for fashion brands that she admires, and she has no idea where to get started or even if what she wants is possible. So we, my wonderful listeners, we are going to solve Anna's problem. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to demonstrate to Anna that producing content is a key part of her strategy. And that's what is going to help her get a role in the industry. Then, because when we tell this to Anna, when we tell her the story or she listens to it, she's going to think, I can't do this. She's going to think a number of things and we're going to pattern interrupt the chatter in her mind. And then finally, we're going to give her a series of exercises to get her started down that road. Then we're going to cheer her on as she finds that job and as she goes on to change the fashion world. But first, a word from our sponsors. And you know who our sponsors is? Our sponsor is me, the Beauvoir Group. Isn't that like wonderfully circular? I get to be <laughs> my own sponsor. Okay, so listen, I just want to take a quick minute to tell you about On Your Own Terms, the visibility community that I launched this week and that already has 20 members at this time, 20 wonderful women that joined as founding members. And what do we do on On Your Own Terms? We're together in a safe space thinking about visibility and everything that that means. What is the message we want to carry in the world? Who are the people who can support us? Who can we support? How do we put that message out? What fear do we have about that message? Everything that revolves around visibility, we work on together in community. So this is a formal invitation to join us on On Your Own Terms. You can go to thebeauvoirgroup.com, scroll down to my services, and you'll find the link to join the community. So let us go and help Anna get this fashion thing on. I want to wave at all of you who might have checked out when I described Anna's story because you're not fashion geeks. I am not. I cannot find my way out of a pair of Birkenstocks and leggings. But here's the thing. This works for everything. You can go ahead and change the story, make it your own, and you can follow along. I'm going to give you some examples to show you that it works for everything. You might be in financial services and you want to go from corporate finance to a role on the investment side. You have some really funky ways of looking at trading and you know everything there is to know about what's hot in emerging markets, just because that's what you nerd out about. Content can help you position yourself and move to your ideal trading role. Content seen by the right person at the right time. Another example, you're in sales 
and you want to move to marketing. You're deeply empathetic and you have a talent for connection. You know that you can aggregate all that sort of people knowledge that you've gathered and that you can make it into actionable insights for a marketing strategy. Content can help you do that. You want to start public speaking. You have some very strong opinions, some very specific opinions on trending subjects. Content can get you noticed and booked. You have a fantastic job, but you want to leverage your years of experience to go out on your own. You don't know how to get noticed. Content. So you see, it works every time, and that's what we're going to demonstrate in this episode. So consider this to be a bring your own story episode and follow along. Okay. So let's start by looking at why content is important. It does three things. One, it creates connection. Two, it builds trust. And it makes you top of mind to those people who can hire you as an employee or buy from you. In Anna's case, she might want to solve the problem of someone in IT or of someone in a business line who needs a new system within the fashion industry. So let's imagine that this person who has a problem is an internal designer. And their problem is that the technology tools that they're using to design are obsolete. So they can't explore their designs like they would want to. And it takes way too long to get comments and approval of a design that they've finished. And by the way, if you're in fashion and you're listening, I know nothing of the industry. So this might not be the right workflow. Bear with me. It sounds credible. We can imagine this happening to a designer. So our designer is super frustrated and has started looking at other companies. The thing is, they are an artist and they don't want to be wasting their time messing around with obsolete systems. So one day they're at lunch and they're scrolling on LinkedIn and they fall on a post from a woman called Anna who's connected to a friend of theirs. And Anna's post is titled In the Trenches of Fashion Technology. And it describes in excruciating detail and accuracy the frustration that our designer is living on that very day. This woman's tone, Anna's tone, is funny, but it's also knowledgeable. And the designer stops, reads the post, and thinks, oh my God, that is me. So they click on the follow button, and then they sort of have this feeling of relief at the idea that they're not the only one who's living this frustration, that there is somebody out there who gets them. Over the next few weeks, they continue to see posts by Anna. And every time they can't believe how accurate her analysis is and how deep her knowledge of the industry is. The thing about Anna that our designer finds amazing is that she's not a techie. She doesn't speak a language that bores the tears out of them. She gets exactly how these shitty systems are affecting their lives. So they go, they check out her profile, they look at her posts and they see that not only does she post about technology and fashion, but she follows iconic brands and she also discusses fashion trends. So at the next company town hall, the CIO, the chief information officer, shares the technology roadmap for the company for the next three years. And the CIO says that the leadership team has recognized that they can't continue to win in this industry if they don't update their core systems. She shares that they are in the process of choosing the ones that make the most sense, as well as building the team that would be responsible for delivering this vision. 
So our designer's ears perks up, right? And they remember that Anna had shared an article comparing the best software tools for the fashion industry. It was a complete analysis, benefits, costs, disadvantage of each, risks. So they immediately whip out their phone and they quickly scroll through Anna's posts to find the article. There it is. And the title is The Future of Fashion and Tech. They forward it to their boss and they copy the CIO and they say, you should check this woman out. She knows her stuff. Let's take a short break from the story to look at what happened here. Anna was sharing content that our designer came into contact with at the exact moment when they had a problem, but they weren't exactly clear on what the issue was and how to solve it. Was it them? Was it the industry? What was going on? Anna gave them an answer to that question, but she also created a connection through her tone. Because of that intrigue and that connection, the designer started to follow her. And she continues to share relevant, thought-provoking content. She stays top of mind with our designer, but she also gains their trust. She demonstrates that she has both the technical and the industry knowledge, and this creates a deeper connection. When the issue that she could solve comes up in the company and becomes salient, as in, we need to solve this now, she now has an internal sponsor who carries her name to the tables that matter. Okay, you see how it sort of plays out? Let's go back to the story. Because a designer is one of the senior ones in the company, they have the ear of the CIO who decides to follow Anna on LinkedIn. She reads the article and she realizes that three of the five systems that Anna suggests are on their own list, so the company's list, but that the other two should also be, so she adds them. On the morning when the software companies are coming to present their solution, Anna shares another post in her In the Trenches series, and the post is called The Hidden Risks in Sexy Software Presentations. In that post, the CIO finds two questions that she had not thought of asking. She adds them to her list and she goes to the presentations. So at the end of the day, when the team debriefs the presentations, they realize that Anna's questions allowed them to eliminate three out of the five presenters. The CIO says out loud what everyone else is thinking. Maybe we should reach out to Anna. And bada beam, bada boom. This is what we wanted. Let's take another debrief break and talk about what happened. So Anna built trust with the designer who got her on the CIO's radar by talking about things that she loved, but also that she knew she created an inbound opportunity for herself by providing value at the right moment. Now, the VP in charge of the transformation program is tasked with reaching out to Anna. They book a call and the VP, in all transparency, shares their challenges. Anna is able to address these challenges, both from a future of the fashion industry perspective, because that's her passion, but also from her deep understanding of technology. Two weeks after the call, They extend an offer to her to come on board so she can lead their technology transformation program. There. Are you all clapping with me? Are you all thinking, go, Anna, you did it? She did. She did do it. But before we let her bask in her achievement, I want us to take a minute to remind her that she could have chosen to listen to the mind chatter that went into overdrive when we were giving her this content story slash content strategy. 
I want to caution her about not being visible and not letting her light shine in that space that actually needs what she has to offer. So I'm going to now speak to Anna. Anna, what if you had listened to your brain when it said to you, I don't know anyone in the industry. Why should they care what I have to say? This stuff is obvious. Everyone knows that the fashion world needs an upgrade in their technology infrastructure. What are my colleagues and boss going to think? They will say I'm frivolous. We're talking about fashion. I should just stick to technology. It's more serious. What if people in fashion see my stuff and think, who does she think she is? What if they see my stuff and think she has no style and works in financial services? What could she possibly know about our industry? What, my friend, would have happened if you had listened? You would never have connected with a designer living the pain of working with inadequate technology. If you had not connected in their language, they would never have stopped their scroll to read your post and connect with you. They would have missed out. You would have missed out. Content creates connection, but not just any content. The things you know, the things you love, in the tone that is yours, with the opinion that is yours. And now, you listening to this episode, what mind chatter do you need to compassionately check at the door? Are you thinking, yeah, I can't do that. I don't have any expertise. If you are, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 24 with Sherry Graydon on expertise. Are you thinking, I don't have any high level people in my network for them to see my content? Or is the inner chatter, everybody knows what I have to share. It's not the same story as Anna. She had a passion. I don't. She was also super senior in the technology space. I'm not. If that's the chatter that is happening, if you're thinking anything that starts with yes, but, I want you to take a note of that chatter. List all of the yes, buts that are coming up and let's see if we can address them with the exercises I'm going to give you now. Here's what you have to realize. One of the dangers with things that we know very well is that we don't actually know how much we know, which also means we don't realize how much people who are not interested in our subject don't know about it. And when they have a problem we can solve, they will benefit from things that we might consider simplistic. So now that Anna's success has, I hope, demonstrated the importance of the right content, let's look at three exercises that you can do to generate for yourself ideas around content that you could share. The first exercise taps into what makes you angry. I had a call with a client recently and I was asking her questions about the ideas she wanted to put out in the world. And as she talked about those ideas, she got more and more animated and broke down in no uncertain terms her thesis and what the change she wanted to see. Now that's the exercise. Note the things that make you angry about your profession, about your industry, about your company. Note the things you complain to your friends about constantly. Note the things that as a team you're complaining about in meetings. Note the rants that you go on or that your clients go on. Note the problems that keep coming up and document those. Your rant is a positioning. It makes you stand out. Of course, you have to package it. It cannot be what you say at your family, you know, Friday dinner, but it's what will make you stand out and make you different from the pack. So that's exercise number one, what makes you angry. The second exercise I call beginner's eyes. Its objective is to help you see your world through the eyes of someone who does not know as much as you. You're going to need a buddy or two for this exercise and 
you can do it with people in other industries who also want to devise a strategy for themselves. So here's how it goes. You take three minutes to tell your partners about your subject. After three minutes, they in turn ask you all the questions they can come up with about what you just shared. The important part is that you are not to reply to any of those questions. That's not the game. The game is you take copious notes of all those questions because they are a potential source of content. By answering those questions in your content, you educate people about your subject and you position yourself as a go-to person for that particular subject. The last exercise is one I got from a marketing expert called Ahmad Munawar. You can actually find him on LinkedIn. I'll put his LinkedIn profile in the show notes. And I think he also took this exercise from the author of The Business of Expertise. It's called Drop and Give Me 20. The idea is that if you know very well a certain subject, you should be able to generate 20 insights that someone who has that particular issue might find useful. And those 20 insights would be sources of content that you can share. So if we go back to Anna, her first five might be something like fashion technology should make it possible to integrate the entire chain from ideation to distribution or the impacts of AI on technology jobs in the industry, or what is new and exciting in the industry, common problems that creative teams are facing when they don't have the right technology, why mapping processes is critical to properly implementing your technology. That wraps up. I hope that your head is buzzing with ideas. I want to end this episode with a couple of real life examples of this done really well. And I also want to highlight that this process is time agnostic. You can start this during your current job. You can do it for a side hustle you want to start as you build your portfolio career. You can do it whenever. It's something that you're creating for your future self. So you can start now playing around with these ideas. So here are some examples of people who are doing this really well. And by this, I mean using content to position themselves within an industry. Nikita Boston Fisher wears many hats. She's a project professional in a public health organization. She's also someone who is passionate about helping people make informed health decisions. So she advocates for respectful and compassionate health care, and she strives to empower people with information and tools. And the way she does that is with her podcast. Her podcast is called The Good Health Cafe, and she's creating content through that podcast by interviewing healthcare professionals and patients. And she has deep, transparent, insightful conversations. And what this does is a few things happen. Number one is she becomes a person who knows people in that space because she's having all of those conversations. Then her conversations become a source of expertise for her and a source of positioning. It creates knowledge that she can use to support professionals through consulting or speaking. And finally, she creates a community around her because she's not neutral. She's taking a stand around advocating for compassionate healthcare. She wants to bring a change in the industry and she uses her voice for that. So go check out her profile. It's also linked in the show notes. The other woman I want to highlight is Tamara Close. Tamara is the managing director of Close Group Consulting. And it's an ESG advisory firm. It provides consulting to investment firms and asset owners. You'll also find a link to her profile in show notes. She is one of the leading experts and thought leaders in her field. 
And she has created conversations by sharing content both on her website, in industry publications, and on her LinkedIn profile. And if you follow Tamara, you'll see that what she does is curate cutting-edge industry news, and she explains them. She breaks down the knowledge and what it means for her clients and for those who are impacted. And so when people follow her, they learn about the industry, but they also participate in conversations and leave more knowledgeable. Now, ESG is at the top of executive preoccupations, particularly in capital markets. And Tamara's style makes her a go-to person for these insights. She's also very specific in her expertise. She applies her ESG knowledge to her years of experience within capital markets. So she is very niched. Like Anna, she has both the functional knowledge and the industry knowledge, and this cements her credibility. So I hope that I have inspired you and I think I've managed to keep this at a reasonable duration, which hasn't happened in a really long time. Think about your own expertise, your own knowledge. What can you put into a content strategy? The word strategy sometimes sounds very complicated. What type of content can you put out there to connect, build trust and build credibility? In an episode coming soon, I'm going to talk about a concept I'm working on that is codifying your knowledge, which is going to help you to think about how you can take your knowledge, structure it, framework it, and put it out in the world. Voila. Before I go, a reminder that we do this type of deep work in my membership community on your own terms. I am inviting you again to join us. The link will be in the show notes. If you have questions, you can reach me on LinkedIn. If you have found this episode useful, I am a sucker for a rating and a review on iTunes. Until next time, drop and give me 20. 